place it comfortably. Uh, just a few brief words tonight. Um, I'm going to talk about mistakes. We all make mistakes. How do we relate to mistakes? Um, as I was suggesting um, in those words I gave in the first period, um, Zen practice doesn't, it doesn't fall into the normal kind of um, mode we have of understanding things, which you could call it a, a binary way of understanding things are good or bad or whatever, or you're moving towards a, a goal. Um, it's the nature of, of Zazen, as you would have experienced it, that you, you, you do make a very clear goal, uh, you, you make a very clear vow or promise to yourself that you're going to turn up to be present in each moment, in each breath, and yet your mind drifts off, you know, and it drifts off and then you commit to bringing it back again and it drifts off and that's just the nature of meditation practice, that's just the way it is. And the coming back to the present moment and drifting off is, is the manifestation of what you call Buddha nature or the suchness of life as it is. The drifting off is just as important as the coming back in a way. Right? But we, we live with that, the tension of that. We commit to something that's impossible to do. The same I mentioned a, a few Tuesday nights ago too is, a, is the same um, contradiction or paradox which is there in the great vows. That the many beings are numberless, I vow to end their, their suffering. It's impossible. It's an impossible dream. Greed, hatred and ignorance rise endlessly, I vow to abandon them. They keep coming up but I'll keep on abandoning them. They'll keep on coming up and I'll keep on abandoning them. Buddha's way is beyond attainment, I vow to embody it fully. Can't do it, but I'll, I'll work at embodying it fully. So it's always framed in that contradiction. Um, and I think it has a point to it, is that we're, it, it, it gets people out of the idea that there's some goal you can get to and then you can rest. All right, I'm there now. Right. It's not like that. The nature of, of life is getting things correct and then making mistakes, getting things correct and making mistakes. And it's through often making mistakes that we learn. And in the literature then, like in the koan literature, um, there, there are quite a number of references to um, Zen teachers or monks or so-called enlightened people making mistakes. It's part of the practice. One of the most obvious ones in our miscellaneous koans is a fully enlightened person falls down a well. How could a fully enlightened person fall down a well? And another one is um, Name's just to escape me. Huckajoe's Fox, where the story in Huckajoe's Fox is that um, a, a priest who was head of the temple was asked a question by a monk in the assembly, and he was asked, um, "Does the enlightened person fall under the law of cause and effect or not? In other words, does an enlightened person fall under the law of karma?" And this priest said, "No, they do not." And as a result of this mistake, he was born 10,000 lifetimes as a fox. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back 
in the story later on and, and he's asked the question again and it gives an appropriate response and he's liberated from the body of the fox. But when you go into this koan, you, you realise that it's not just making a mistake in the worldly sense of making a mistake. Um, making a mistake is just making a mistake. And Dogen Zenji, who was the founder of Soto Zen in, in Japan, towards the end of his life, said that um, my life is one continuous mistake. It's one mistake after another after another. Mm -hmm. um, but you could, you could tell by the way that he stated it that he was quite, quite at ease in that. Right? He was quite, quite at ease in life being one mistake after another. Being in the present moment, drifting off. Being in the present moment, drifting off. One mistake after another. And so it's important in our everyday life in terms of how we relate to the experience of mistakes because so many people, um, particularly in our kind of culture, um, are very ashamed about making mistakes. And we do everything in our power not to make them, you know, and rather than just accept that they're part of life. So it can be very shaming, can be very fearful if that's the agenda running our life, that we're running away, you know, driving ourselves so that we don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And people can deal with mistakes in two opposite kind of ways. Um, some people deny that they make mistakes um, and if things go wrong, will you just blame someone else or blame your genetics or your parents or whatever. Um, that you, and, and so there's an aversion to actually recognising a mistake, which creates a whole lot of problems. And then the other version of that is people who um, drown in the shame. They, they recognise their mistakes very readily, but they drown in the shame of it, um, which is not very useful either. But in both instances, Mistakes are not okay. Mm -hmm. They're not okay. They're terrible. Um, but in Zen practice, the very nature of meditation, it, 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 the very nature of meditation is there in Dogen's words. It's one mistake after another. Mm -hmm. And there's something very humbling about it. And at the same time, you're committed to being present. And, and so Zazen is the living of that, that contradiction. And there's a way where you just become one with that. You just become one with the drifting off and the returning, the drifting off and returning, and, you, and you're at ease with that. When you live your life like that, it's an entirely different type of life, rather than one that denies mistakes or drowns in mistakes or is dreading mistakes. Very, very different. But most people are driven by that in one way or another. Use other words like success, failure, sort of variations on the same theme. Mm 